Imagine a world where innovation knows no bounds. At BAE Systems Fast Labs, we're pioneering advanced technology and defense research, shaping the future of safety and security. Explore our website to uncover a realm of cutting-edge projects, collaborations, and visionary thinkers. Whether you're a tech enthusiast, a defender of freedom, or just curious, Fast Labs is where groundbreaking solutions are born. Join us and be part of the future today. Visit www.baesystems.com slash fastlabs. Welcome to the From the Crow's Nest and our special show daily episode here as we wrap up day two of AOC 2021. I'm your host, Tal Alshabut, with the Association of Old Crows, filling in for Ken Miller, who just wrapped up a fireside chat with our afternoon spotlight speaker, Michelle Flournoy. I'm here with Jesse Judge Burke from AOC Board of Directors. Judge, welcome to From the Crow's Nest and our show daily special. Thank you very much. A busy day and one that focused on some core issues to the MSO community. We started off the day with a keynote address by Dr. Kelly Fletcher, who is currently performing the duties of the CIO. We also had a breakout session on implementing the EMS Superiority Strategy I plan. The CIO is playing a key role in building the enterprise. What is your take on the messages you heard today from Dr. Fletcher and the MSO panel? What are some challenges and opportunities for the EMSO community moving forward based on where we are today? Excellent. Thank you. Well, uh, first, I'd like to say, uh, Tahala, thank you and uh, crew for having me here for the uh, for the interview. I really look forward to the exchange. And uh, today has been absolutely uh, brilliant, as was yesterday. So so the message is that uh, Dr. Fletcher, who is the, the acting CIO, uh, who, by the way, is my boss's boss's boss. I, I work in DODCIO right now as, a, as, a, as contract support. Um, the messages were extremely uh, positive. Uh, uh, I've been tracking this space. Uh, I've been in the uh, electronic warfare and EMS uh, operations, now electromagnetic warfare area, for about the last 30 years uh, in, in relative uh, uh, degrees of, uh, uh, of detail. and. Uh, we have been, these moments that are happening now, as expressed by uh, Dr. Fletcher first this morning, are the moments that we've been hoping for for a very long time. The message has always been important that uh, electromagnetic spectrum superiority is uh, a precursor for success in any of the other domains, air, land, sea, space, and cyber. But it's never, the message has never really been elevated up to the point where senior, senior most leaders were willing to, uh, to take accountability for it, to take accountability for those outcomes, to make sure that we are on the path to achieving strategic superiority and great, comp great power competition so that when we do, if we do, uh, heaven forbid, uh, inevitably face off against uh, technology peer nation states, that we have a good game to make sure that our forces can survive and win. So CIO has uh, inherited, uh, um, they had already, and they have inherited uh, a very uh, interesting and a very important uh, responsibility with respect to the electromagnetic spectrum. DOD CIO, by regulation and by statutory guidance, is already the principal staff advisor to the Secretary of Defense for all matters having to do with the electromagnetic spectrum. What's happened over the last couple of years 
And uh, you may have also heard, uh, the, the audience may also have heard about the Electromagnetic Spectrum Operations Cross-Function Team, which I was a, a member of uh, when it stood up in, uh, in, in 2019, uh, stood up by the Secretary of Defense. That group, uh, we uh, wrote the uh, Electromagnetic Spectrum Superiority Strategy, the EMS-3, and then we compiled the uh, implementation plan for that Electromagnetic Spectrum Superiority Strategy, right? And so that's, that's very interesting because the town is full of great strategies, but it doesn't have a whole bunch of implementation on the back end to, to make sure that those, uh, those visions, uh, the, the Secretary of Defense's vision come to fruition. So now back to Dr. Fletcher and DOD CIO, they've inherited the role not only to be the PSA for the electromagnetic spectrum, but also to, uh, to engage in oversight of the electromagnetic spectrum enterprise, which are the the people, the policy, the programs, the strategies, the business processes, the, the, uh, uh, the, the materiel, the, the resourcing um, for all of those things that, will, that, are the, uh, that are the foundation for electromagnetic spectrum superiority. So that's actually pretty large because traditionally DOD CIO has typically been responsible for the health of the IT networks. Right, as, as it is within, uh, in industry, in commercial and civil service, uh, or in civil forums, um, the chief information officer is the, is the man or woman who's responsible for making sure that the, the information technology is, is, uh, is, is up to requirements. This goes well beyond that, because as I'm sure our listeners know, certainly our electromagnetic warfare uh, traditional listeners know, the electromagnetic spectrum space and contest, con contest and competition in that space well exceeds the information, uh, in, uh, information technology uh, activities within it, right? So that's, that's, that's very huge. So what she did, what Dr. Fletcher did this morning was to restate that message with authority, with conviction, with passion, with happiness from the uppermost level in a very, very comprehensive way. And I think that in and of itself is, uh, is one of the greatest uh, uh, developments in recent times that, uh, um, that, that, uh, that we've seen, that and the other executives. Because as I've said for a long time, we have just about all the money we need. We've got extraordinarily ta uh, you know, talented people. We have lots of people. We have the best technology on the planet, but we have a really difficult time coalescing it together to add up to EMS superiority because the other tech peer, technology peer nation states are approaching our, uh, our aggregate level of capability. We need to turn that tide, and it takes advocacy from the most senior leadership like Dr. Fletcher to turn that tide. Thank you for that. We also had a session today on MBSE, Digital Environment and Engineering, JATC2, and Space Operations. What stood out to you from these sessions, and how do these messages tie into the broader theme of the convention? These are puzzle pieces coming together. So can you tell us the picture we are beginning to see through two days here at AOC 2021? Uh, certainly, certainly. Well, one of the, uh, one of the blessings and curses of, the, uh, uh, of a very well-attended uh, uh, AOC uh, annual symposium is that they put some content, uh, we have to put some content uh, stacked at the same time. So that if you're very interested in all of these topics, as I am, you only get the opportunity to attend one of the one of the sessions. So while I cannot personally uh, speak to what was mentioned in the MBSE Digital Environment and Engineering uh, section, I'm I'm uh, uh, fairly familiar with uh, that uh, that discussion uh, in general. 
because of the electromagnetic battle management uh, uh, and mission data integration initiatives that are going on in the Department of Defense that we're supporting, was able to hear from the uh, the JADC2 Joint All All Domain Command and Control and the Space Operations discussions. So I have thoughts about those as well. So JADC2 uh, is a uh, it's a framework. It's a set of business processes in a way equivalent to the electromagnetic battle management system that uh, we in the EMS community are, are trying to, to stand up. JADC2 is extraordinarily significant because uh, what it is, is is an institutional way to adopt, to identify and adopt uh, shorthand, shortcut uh, uh, attachments from sensors that are opportune and that, that are opportune, uh, located in opportune uh, portions of the battle space and shooters, which are, uh, you know, within range of their, of their uh, weapon effects, link those together in such a way, not just tying army to army or air force to air force or, or uh, naval assets to naval assets, but going across domains because what this person, what this platform and what this group may see uh, may generate a better target quality solution than what the launching platform can generate organically. So if we can link sensors to shooters, which is the core, as I understand it, the core mission of JADC2, that will uh, accelerate our processes. It will add clarity to, uh, to, to, the, to the more stressed portions of warfighting. It will, it will induce efficiencies which uh, again adds speed and reduce costs, so it makes our asset, you know, it makes our operations more sustainable. And how JADC2, in my mind, relates to EMBM, electromagnetic battle management, is 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 uh, ontologically pretty simple. So the EMS is the sole immersive physical, i.e., physics-based space around that wraps around the Earth that everybody shares, we're all swimming in it. Think of the way that a submarine travels through the water, right? An EMS-dependent device is exists within the EMS. You don't think of the, I like to tell people not to think of the EMS as something you, something that you are with, think of the EMS as something we are in, right? And that helps us to, uh, to um, conceptualize and to address the problem more absolutely and more effectively, right? So. If we are all swimming in the EMS, to include the portions of the EMS wherein data packets or sensor-to-shooter connectivity happens, we need to get EMBM really, really solid before JADC2 is going to have its intended effects. And 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 sometimes I think that uh, again on the ontology, I think um, a lot of people think that EMBM is sort of an optional add, or it's or it's not an optional add, but it's a, just a subset of what. JADC2 should control, but if JADC2's core mission is to link sensors to shooters, that's just merely one activity in expeditionary warfighting space that's going on in the EMS. So it's really important to make sure that we understand that relationship, because if we get that right, then that will cascade into, uh, into uh, better outcomes. So I, I want to tie back to the, the first question, uh, Dr. Fletcher, and then the, you know, the other keynote speakers, what I'm seeing is a trend that people are adopting, the senior leaders, the most important people that are speaking to us, are adopting the more comprehensive approaches, comprehensive conceptual uh, views of what's going on, which facilitate proper solution of EMBM, which is then in turn going to facilitate the most effective, cost-effective, speedy, lethal, and precise uh, JADC2 for getting fires on target across domains. 
Thank you. Uh, finally, a few moments ago, we just wrapped up our last session of the day, a fireside chat with Michelle Flournoy. Our regular podcast host, Ken Miller, uh, sat down with her to talk DOD transformation. What is your quick take on what you heard from her? And what are your thoughts about how DOD is positioning itself to be prepared for great power competition, competition and the future fight? especially with our eye on 2030. Thank you. Um, so I, uh, I, I did just uh, listen to the, uh, the wonderful session between, uh, between Ken Miller and, uh, and uh, Miss, uh, Miss Flournoy. Um, and what this makes me recall immediately before I give comments on that, uh, that wonderful exchange, a very, very productive exchange, is um, Uh, I, I see an interesting coincidence. Please indulge me. I, when I, my family, I'm the last of seven children. I had five older sisters. I, 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 I love when everyone is just considered, when, when, when any person who wants to exert effort or make a difference is just considered for you know, the, the, the character of their spirit. And it doesn't matter whether he is a he or she is a she, it doesn't really matter. So the thing that comes to mind, I hope you don't mind me in, uh, indulge me in this, but uh, um, Ms. Flournoy, a former United States uh, Undersecretary of Defense for policy. That is one of the, that, that's one of the uh, uh, highest ranking positions in the Department of Defense. We heard also earlier from uh, I, I, uh, the, the opening keynote for yesterday from uh, Dr. Heidi Hsu, who's the Undersecretary of Defense now for, uh, for research and engineering. And, you know, uh, we also, again, we heard from uh, Dr., Dr. Fletcher. So I think Not only are we finally nailing the message that we, that we absolutely need to confidently and very, very clearly articulate regarding the strategic uh, gravitas, the, the strategic importance of the EMS as a shared maneuver space for all platforms, but it, it is wonderfully being articulated to us by some of the most gifted ladies Uh, um, that that, that uh, industry would love to have, quite frankly. I mean, that we that we have had the, that we've been uh, happy enough to uh, have in the in the Department of Defense. So those, when I string those three talks together, I'm so encouraged. Again, I've been I've been watching this ball bounce for a lot of years, and uh, and I'm extremely happy. So, um, uh, Miss 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 Flournoy's talk with Kent really articulated. Um, Uh, something that I, I believe I've been uh, harping on in my kind of talks and white papers and whatnot that I give to the to the government and, and other uh, assembled audiences, that electromagnetic warfare traditionally, electronic warfare traditionally, uh, now electromagnetic warfare, has been a tactical success, but it has not been strategically sustainable. It doesn't tend to sustain itself. We win as captains and majors and sergeants And then the next time peace breaks out, you know, uh, um, investment and, you know, resourcing and whatnot starts to wane a little bit, you know, because if the dog's not barking, you don't feed the dog and yada, yada, yada. But what, what people, uh, what the, with these senior leaders, certainly uh, Ms. Ms. Flournoy is a brilliant lady, um, is, is uh, able to uh, take into account in considering this is that if you maintain a steady state posture of strategic readiness to include EMS superiority, you're going to spend less money, you're going to be more ready, you're going to exploit, you're going to exploit uh, uh, more advanced, more uh, innovative operational concepts, which she hooked onto uh, in her, specifically in her discussion, 
and you're you're going to have a, a, a better end result all the way across the board. And again, and as I said, this all ties back to the very beginning of our discussion, I think, that if you get EMS superior, if you posture EMS superiority right so that your forces can go out and operationally and tactically demonstrate EMS control, that is the mastery of uh, situational mastery of participation between blue and red forces in the EMS, then you've just bought your way into intrinsic superiority across air, land, sea, space, and cyber, right? And so she reflected all those messages. Ken asked some great questions, he always does, and the exchange was uh, um, absolutely, absolutely wonderful. Reinforcing all the right points, not going off in any strange directions, and to hear that coming from one of the most senior minds uh, 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 who used to be in the Department of Defense is just, I'm over the moon, amazingly encouraged. <laughs> thank you for that question. Thank you. All right. That is all the time we have for today. Judge, thank you for joining me and for offering your insight. We will see you again tomorrow afternoon as we wrap up the show. Don't miss our last day of AOC 2021. You can learn more about what's on the agenda at crows.org slash 2021 home. Thanks for listening. Fast Labs, powered by BAE Systems, is at the forefront of advanced technology and defense research, development, and production. They're pushing boundaries, breaking barriers, and innovating for a safer world. Check them out at www.baesystems.com/fastlabs.